Episode three, grass is always greener. Michigan State podcast with your host, me, Ryan Elke. Here we are again. Another loss. Another embarrassing loss. 81 to 56 to Minnesota. Seeing something that we haven't seen in almost 20 years. Let's get into it. One, two. Are we tough enough? No. Are we leader enough? No. But those are the things that were the same problems when we were 6-0 and that I talked about and uh, that we have to improve on. So we're just going to keep working on it. We'll get better for the next game, I promise. Oh, welcome in to episode three of Grass is Always Greener. Ryan Elke, I'm your host. Follow me on Twitter, Ryan, E-L underscore key. You can follow the podcast as well at Grass or excuse me, at always green MSU. If you have a question for us, hit us up at the email. Grass is always greener, MSU at gmail.com. Let's just get right into it. There's no point of sugarcoating, beating around the bush, really talking about anything else. Another bad loss for Michigan State men's basketball. They lose on Monday night to Minnesota, 81 to 56. Now fall 0-3 in the Big Ten. Their first 0-3 start since 2001-2002 season. And that season, they rebound. I think they finished like 10 and 6. Uh, lost in the first round of the tournament. But uh, wh- where do we start? We can we can talk about defense a little bit, but honestly, this this loss was all offensive. <laughs> like it was offensive to watch, and the offense was a problem um the 25 percent shooting from the field on 70 shots like it's not that they weren't getting shots up that they just couldn't make them whether they were bad shots whether they're good shots they just weren't falling and you saw a little bit of lineup switch last night foster lawyer starting at the point guard rocket watts um josh langford uh thomas kithier joey hauser uh aaron henry coming off the bench um, the reasoning for that, uh, Tom Izzo said post game is that uh, to get Aaron Henry and Rocket Watts always on Marcus Carr. So he's just like, that's the way we got to do it. That way we don't have to sum them out at the same time. We get someone always there to guard Carr. Carr, he had a decent game. Like he didn't 19 points, 7 to 13 shooting, 3 to 6 from, from 3 five assists so it's like he played well he didn't play great like it wasn't you know any of the other guard performances that stood out it was a good game for him but it wasn't a great game for him that just the whole issue of this game was the offense uh he said 18 of 70 shooting they had one person in double-digit figures scoring, and that was Aaron Henry off the bench with 11 points. And that was off 3 of 10 shooting. A.J. Hogard was your next higher score with 9 coming off the bench. He was one of three people with a plus-minus, not in the negatives. Him, Marcus Bingham, Julius Marble. Bingham and Marble played six minutes combined. Hogard played 15. Oh, this was just... It was awful right from the start. <laughs> the, 
Minnesota starts with a nine nothing run, and it was just all our fears were coming true at this like after a two game schedule. Like this is the get right game. We can beat Minnesota. We've been beating Minnesota five times in a row. No, just just didn't didn't <laughs> didn't happen. And what was worse is that. Throughout the game, like even the defense, they're forcing turnovers. Minnesota had 16 turnovers, and Michigan State only got five points off turnovers, and those five points were late in the game. Like, this is just awful. Josh Langford, two of 10, with a lot of bad contested shots in the paint. Rocket Watts, one of nine, two points. He's now averaging four points a game in Big Ten play. And that comes with two assists. Foster Lawyer, two of six, but you're not going to hopefully see volume shooting from Foster Lawyer. Thomas Kithier, who on the last episode I called out saying, listen, he's got to, they got to cut down his minutes. He's not playing well. He's not playing hard. The last two games, he's been the most consistent player. He's doing what he needs to be doing. Two of four shooting, seven rebounds. Joey Hauser, 0 for 5 from three. And a lot of those three-pointers were actually good looks. So, yeah, he had a down game. But the whole offense shouldn't rely on Joey Hauser going five for five from three. Like, that's just – it's not sustainable. Gabe Brown, zero points. 0 for three from three. Malik Hall, eight points. That's fine. But there needs to be a little more right now from this team. The biggest issue with this team is that everyone's looking for a leader and they're all kind of looking at each other to see who's going to be the leader. And that's that's not a good sign from this team. You have veterans on this team. Joshua Langford. You have Aaron Henry. I know Joey Hauser, it's his first year playing, but this is his second year in the program. I understand that Foster Lawyer is a captain, but he's not going to be your leader that says, give me the ball, it's time to go. Like Rocket Watts was supposed to, we were all hoping for him to take that step this year, and it just hasn't happened. It's even gotten to the point where he's asked Tom Izzo to stop playing the point guard as much because it's affecting, I think just he knows he's not playing well and he's not affected enough as a point guard. And I think it's time to make the move, as we saw last night with with Hogard. I think it's time to just make Hogard the starting point guard. We'll just get right into that real quick. Because Foster Lawyer, I like what you can provide, but you're just not a starting Big Ten point guard. Not listed at 5'9", 5'10". You, you can't play defense against the bigger guards in this league. You run the offense fine, but you're just not a starting caliber point guard. A.J. Hogard had some nice flashes last night. Four of nine shooting. Only one assist, but granted, the assists weren't really happening yesterday. Only ten assists in the game. Like, this offense is so stagnant of just passing around the three-point line until they see some, until they can try to hit a drive. And then yesterday, the offense always stalled when it, they take a bad mid-range jump shot with plenty of time left on the clock, the shot clock. 
Like at some point, you got to get the offense clicking. I know we've complained about the defense the last few games, but now we're in Big Ten play where people know who you are. And you can't survive the Big Ten putting up 56 points a game unless you're Wisconsin. I just like that was one of the worst basketball games I've ever watched from Michigan State. And I just I don't even know what to go from here. And one of the telling things what Tom has said yesterday is that they're not physical and there's there's no one leader on this team. And he tried to cover it up those I've had plenty of teams with no leader on it. Right now, there's not even a singular leader, not a defensive leader, not an offensive leader. There's no one taking charge of this team for when things go wrong. It seems like Aaron Henry was taking that step early on in the year, and then I don't know what's happened to him over the last three weeks, but he's not playing that same caliber basketball. He seems lost out on the court. Like, there is zero confidence with this team. And that's the struggling part. Now you hope that, oh, they can go to Nebraska and maybe gain a little bit of confidence and work out some offensive issues. Those on, those offensive issues only come if they actually play offense well. Like you can't survive just swinging the ball around the three-point line for 15 seconds and hoping Elaine on, opens up. Like, the best play they could run yesterday was Hogard and Kithia running a pick and roll. That's it. <laughs> now, granted, I don't think Rocket Watts averaging four points a game in conference play will last, but who knew he, he could be capable of three straight games of shooting under 20% and averaging less than five points? Like, his struggles are are carrying around this team. I'm not putting it all on him. Joshua Langford, Grant, two years of not playing, but we need something from you. You got to stop taking one step in on the three-point line and taking a contested two. Like, this ball has to move a little better. And... It's nice that Kithier has been playing a little better these last two games, but he's not going to carry your offense. I just want to scream. That's how that's how awful that game was. Every single every single trip down the court, I was smacking my head just because this was such a pathetic loss. And I say that just because nothing was like they miss a shot. Okay, like they have one good defensive stance. They can never string two things together in this entire game. And is part of it coaching? I think it is. Because I don't think the most cohesive lineup is out there at all for Michigan State at any time. Because at no point do you have anyone running this offense. They've tried with Rocket Watts. It's not working. He knows it's not working. It's like the scene in Remember the Titans when Ryan Gosling goes to Yost and just says, put PD in for me. He's better than me. 
but it didn't result in a win by putting Foster Lawyer in. I just think the next step is put Hogard in. He is your point guard. He will run this offense. He's a true freshman. I think, honestly, at this point, you just roll the dice with his ups and downs. Because he looks like the best point guard on your team at the moment. And that will free Rocket Watts to play like how Rocket Watts did last year. To find the spots on the court he needs to. And also, just stop with the GD floaters uncontrolled in in the middle of the lane. Like, it is such a terrible shot. You've made a couple of them in your career. Congrats. It's still a terrible shot. I know it. Everyone else knows it. Coach Izzo knows it. You need to know it. You can't just sit there and take those dumb shots over and over and over again. I think that it's just going to fall in every time. Especially when you got teams in the Big Ten that have seven-footers scattered all around. Minnesota has a 7-1 guy. Purdue always has some guy that's 7-4 from who knows where. You have Hunter Dickinson at Michigan. You can't just keep going down in the lane and challenging these guys. They're bigger than you. Just like the big guys. You can't just go under the basket and try to go under these guys. Where What offense was installed in this offseason? Because it looks like a dang pickup game at the moment. I'm at loss of words because I don't think I've ever seen this bad of a stretch. Three-game stretch ever watching Michigan State basketball. Great. It's been 18, 19 years. 19 years. Damn near 20 years. Since Michigan State started 0-3 in the Big Ten. And it's not like these games have been close. I know Izzo's trying to get rotations in in case COVID happens. I know you're trying to appease some of your other players. But I think it's time to start hurting some feelings and playing the best people that give your team the best chance to win. Means Foster Lawyer, maybe you're not playing 18 minutes. Maybe you're playing more 14 minutes, 15. Marcus Bingham, you only got two minutes, thankfully. But I think that's two minutes too many right now. Julius Marble only got four minutes, and I think his toughness is much needed on this team. Granted, it sounds like from what Izzo was saying post game that. He's just going through a rough spot right now, and it's showing on the court. I guess with Christmas and the day I'm recording Tuesday, it is his birthday. I believe he's from Texas. Mentally, that probably is really hard for him right now. So you hope he snaps out of it. But Gabe Brown, like, ugh, like this is just so aggravating. This is all it. This is just this is just the mental get it out game. Cause like even after the game, like I think every media member, even fans, were expecting some sort of like rant, yelling, scream from Rizzo. And he's just like, it's this. The shots just weren't falling, and all I can do right now is tell them to keep their heads up. 
And that is the right message. After three straight losses, screaming's not really going to do anything. Because mentally, this team is just not there right now. And I don't know if it's just with the holidays or what. <sighs> We're just going to air it all out today. Peaceful. Breathe. This is just, it's terrible. Like, uh, I don't even know what to, what to even think about. 16 points and a half. Somehow they scored 40 points in the second half, which is remarkable. But you can't survive on this type of offense where it's just so stagnant. Where players aren't moving a lot. Like, the second half they got moving a little bit better, but... The shot selection's awful. The movement is awful. I mean, I wouldn't say body like I'm gonna just I'm gonna like disclose body language for a little bit just because I think playing with no fans, even at home or away, we're not gonna see that same type of energy level. Especially when just when things aren't going well, yeah, you're there's nothing there to really spark you up. Like you have to make a play to get your spark going in a game with no fans. And when you aren't making plays, when no shot is falling, it's hard to build that confidence in a game. Because it's not like you're silencing a, a crowd on a play or a shot. You're playing in silence. But that's where the offense needs to be a little more creative to create that energy. <sighs> All right. That's enough on offense. I can't talk about that offense anymore. Let's talk about defense and just talk about just the consistency of it. Because there are times the defense looked decent last night. And there's times it looked, it looked like, what the hell are you doing? You look like a sixth grader out there. Said forcing 16 turnovers, 14 turnovers. That's the that's a good amount in a game. Like that's enough to where you should be in the game, but only getting five points off it. Again, done with offense. Done with offense. But there's at times where you just looked lost. Like the as Robbie Hummel pointed out, the guard these guards going off in games against Michigan State. And the expectation, I think, with Watts, Langford, and Henry they're good defenders. They're good on-ball defenders. This shouldn't be happening. What's happening is that when opposing teams are moving the ball and their guy doesn't have the ball, they check out. And then they play recovery, and then, up oh, there's another blow-by. Up oh, there's a wide-open three. Up oh, there's an easy assist. And... That's already coming from the fact that you have to make up from Joey Hauser's defense. Because he looks a little checked out at times on defense. And then we play Thomas Kithier. Kithier has played better the last two games, but he can get bullied down there in the post. That's where you need someone like Julius Marble, who will push back a little. Malik Hall, who pushes back a little. Again, Malik Hall's on the smaller side. You can't put him at five. 
because then when you have Liam Roberts, Hunter Dickinson, and whatever the seven-footer at Purdue's name is now, like they can just go right over top of you. And that's where you'd hope Marcus Bingham would come into play. But weighing in at a buck twenty-five, he gets pushed around and just can't play. He just we've seen enough of Marcus Bingham to know that he can't hang in Big Ten basketball. The way he wants to play and the way he is down low, it's just not a fit. A nice bright spot out of it was seeing Manny Sissoko getting a few minutes. Granted, it was a struggle at times looking at him at defense, but he's also really learning how to play basketball. So I'll give him a little bit of a break because he is a true freshman. But it was nice to see him up and rebounding, up and challenging shots, fighting hard, wanting, like, the want to from him was something nice to take out of this game. The want to from A.J. Hogard was nice to see out of this game. Because out of those two in Kithier, didn't really see much want from the rest of them. Malik Hall had a little, little, little fire to him. But again, when his... When the shots aren't falling, it's hard to keep that confidence up. So at this point, like, I think the defense will somewhat correct itself once the offense starts flowing because this game is very fluid. You know, if if your shots aren't falling, you start getting dejected. Things slip on defense. Shots are falling, get more cage, get more hype. And that's when you see people... You know, it's a slap in the floor. People make fun of it, but it gets everyone connected and ready to go. <sighs> I don't know if I feel better now. I hope you feel I Can we feel better? Can we? I, I don't know. Hopefully. See Michigan fans talking about how, like, compared to football and basketball, like, Oh, like the win for Michigan State at Duke is compared to Michigan football wins opening win at Minnesota. Gave them the same type of energy. Now similar outcomes. But granted, it's not like we're just living off of what the hype was going into the season. We saw this team play well against high-level opponents. We saw them come out, blow the waters off of Notre Dame, go on a huge 20-plus run. We saw them go into Duke and blow Duke out of the water. So it's not like we're just living off the hype of what we thought this team was. We're living off the hype of how this team started the season. And now getting in the conference play where an opponent's know you a little better, we're seeing just lack of awareness on all ends. So, yeah, I think lineup changes do need to happen. Try to put the most cohesive offense out on the floor. Defense, you need your bigger guys to play a little more physical. And that means putting in the guys that will play physical. I, and it all comes down to 
what did the coaching staff see at the beginning of the season and in camp and making those adjustments to now? We saw one minor adjustment. I still think we need more adjustments. At this point, your starting lineup should be Hogard, Watts, Henry, Hauser, Kithier. Take Josh Langford out of the starting lineup, or you can do Henry, Henry for Langford. But I still think Aaron Henry should be playing. Gives a little different look. Is, you know, with Joey stretching out. That way, Langford come off a little less pressure, comes off the bench, can add that scoring threat with Gabe Brown. Get Foster Lawyer out with the second team. You have Lawyer. You'd have Langford or Henry with Gabe Brown, Malik Hall, Julius Marble, and Matty Sissoko. Like that's, that's an 11-man rotation right there. Like That means, sorry, Bingham. Your minutes go away. Like, I know most teams are tightening up to an eight, maybe nine-man rotation. I think Michigan State can swing playing 11 guys. But it's playing them rightfully together. Because right now, just Langford, Watts, Henry, Kithier, Hauser, there's no one taking control of that, that lineup. We saw Aaron Henry kind of do it at the beginning of the year. He's struggling. I don't know what's wrong with him. He looks lost. So get Hogard out there to take the pressure off of him. He knows how to play point. Foster Lawyer knows how to play point. Physically, he just can't be a starting point guard in the Big Ten. So I think he will be a nice backup point guard. That way he can help that second team run that second team. You have Hogard run with that first lineup. I think those are the changes that need to be made. Kithier, I mean, if he keeps this level of play up, fine with 20 minutes a game. If he's a little more physical, if he's getting rebounds, I'd like to see him, I don't know, two for four shooting. I'm fine with him only taking like four or five shots a game. The offense doesn't need to run through him. Just be nice to see, like, little pick and roll action, get an easy layup. We've seen that from time to time from him. Get an offensive board. Hell, he had four of them last night. But I think it's time to just for Tom Izzo to sit this team down and just say, We're done giving we're we're done trying out to play everyone in case the situation happens. It's time to tighten up. This is how it's going to go. If you don't like it, look at the tape. Prove me that I'm wrong. Because at this point, really no one can point to the tape and say they deserve to play over this person. I mean, that really was the entire feeling of last night, right? Like you hoped for a nice win, and then the entire thing just turned into a sigh. A little bit of anger, and then just like, here we go again. Three games in a row. 
Grant, I may sound like a spoiled Michigan State basketball fan, but we were spoiled. We've been spoiled the entire years of time. Because he has set the expectation. So, Grant, I think we're not used to seeing this in Big Ten play to start out a Big Ten year. We're used to seeing a game or two in, in the non-conference play where things don't look right. Then we always see a little slip up mid Big Ten season where you're like, okay, championships probably not realistic this year. Then all of a sudden towards the end of the season, they get hot again, contend or win the Big Ten and get ready for the Big Ten tournament. So I guess my only hope is that, yeah, this is the slip up of the season. Because this that's what we've seen from years past but hopefully a get right game Saturday night <sighs> versus Nebraska um let me look up real quick I'm not sure can't remember if that is a home or away game at Nebraska four and five nothing that special on the year but granted Michigan State's not playing that special anyway so yeah, they're at Nebraska Saturday night at 8 o'clock. We'll run through Nebraska real quick. Like I said, 4 and 5. I don't think any – no really impressive wins that stand out. I mean, no, nothing. They've 0 and 2 in Big Ten play with losses to Wisconsin and Michigan. Every big team – every – Division one team they've really played, they've lost to. Georgia Tech, lost. Creighton, top 10 team, lost. Nevada, lost. So, you hope that this is the get-right game for Michigan State. And Nebraska plays one more game before them. They're going to play Wednesday at Ohio State. So the last thing we need is them beating Ohio State and gaining confidence. <laughs> uh, all right, wrap it up. As for other news, Rocky Lombardi, he's transferring out, uh, as we know. He announced that he is going to Northern Illinois. Best of luck to Rocky Lombardi. Thank you for kicking Michigan's ass. Uh, we hope you do it again. NIU, Michigan, week three of the college football season. You gave us a great memory. Go make another one. Just terrorize Michigan fans. As for the women's team, they're 7-0, 2-0 in Big Ten play uh, with wins over Iowa and Minnesota earlier in the month. They're ranked number 25 in the nation. Stay at 25 two consecutive weeks. Uh, they're supposed to play Ohio State. Coming up on New Year's Eve, that game has been postponed. So their next game will be January 3rd, Sunday at Purdue. So, I mean, good for them. I haven't, I haven't looked too much into them. Uh, the only game I listened to was when they played Central Michigan a couple weeks back. Uh, so Central Michigan, they have a hell of a program there. They have a hell of a player, Kayla Kelly. So, But that's the women's team when they're in action next, January 3rd, Sunday, uh, 2 p.m., well, that wraps it up for episode three of Grass is Always Greener. We hope we have something better for the weekend. Um, and I'm your host, Ryan Elke. 
Uh, find me on Twitter, Ryan El underscore Key. You can find the podcast Twitter always Green MSU, and we'll get an episode up recapping uh, next week. We'll get one a week from today. So thank you all for listening. Go download Spotify, Apple, Google. Go go follow. And if you have questions, hit us up on the email. Grass is always greener. MSU. Let's go. Go green. One, two.